in his mind, he says, you know, you, you have a stroke, you have whatever, disability, uh, uh, or whatever, and then uh, you just, you, you're, um, you can't move, you can't talk, you can't do, you know, basically you're just a vegetable. And yeah. he's saying, in his mind, he's saying, we can do this, we can help these, these people. And scientists, they're, they're trying to just get their self known and do something, but yeah. in the mix, you've got somebody else that's going to do the yeah. You know, and, and, and the whole thing comes down to economics. If you if you read the articles, the cost of the quality of life the person gets versus the longevity they think that they would have from it, would these panels would determine if it's worth spending the money or not. Um, but then when you go back to the children, you know, if it's a defective child, then the child's not going to be able to make the decision. I don't know if the panel is, the parents is, but, you know, it's also, if, if you read the article, it's also talking about, you know, children that are born with, with defects, uh, you know, go ahead and get getting the cost of their medical treatment out of the system by, by euthanizing them. And then, like I said, you know, a few years back, that, that that's unheard of, uh, you know, but as, as this thing spins out of control, and we're going to see in the lesson today that... Um, you know, it's going to say that when these spirits return, that we'll end up seven times worse than we were in the beginning. And we started talking a little bit last week, you know, uh, what's going on today would probably make Sodom and Gomorrah look like a, a, a bunch of saints, you know, with all the things that, 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 that man can conceive and, and will do. But the question, I, I asked myself some questions this morning and uh, about some of this. What... what why America? What is the battle about? Why, why, why America? Why, why, why not South Africa? Why not England? Why not China? Why, why, why America? Because we got more freedom than anybody else. That's one thing. Mm -hmm. and, and, and so I got to do some research. America is the catalyst it used to be Israel when, when, before the world developed. But America is the catalyst for Christianity for the world. So to, to, to kill the snake, you got to cut the head off. See? And, and I got to look at the, uh, these stats. There's 7.9 billion people in the world. And as, as of this last stat last year, they, they're projecting 3.2 billion people have not been reached for Christ. Almost half of the world has not been reached for Christ. And here, here's where it got interesting to me. The United States is the biggest evangelistic contributor in the world. The U.S. last year alone sent 135,000 missionaries into other countries. In the, and also the church, not the government, but the churches, when I mean churches all in, in the nation, I ain't talking about a denomination or anything, contributed $880 million to outreach for these missions. Now, not to count outreach in the United States, I'm about foreign missionaries, almost a billion dollars. So when you, when you look at it that way, then we realize that the United States, for for the devil to take over the world, for the Antichrist, that the United States is is the one standing in the way. And then when you break it on down, 
and, and I'm not trying to say if you're a Trump fan, not a Trump fan. I, I'm not trying to break this political at all. But the problem became with Trump when he come in and says we are individuals. We are our nation. We should look after our nation first, our people first, not this globalism of 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 everybody. You know, we're supposed to. You know, we we we're supposed to be. America first, and that helps us help people, see? But that goes against the one world government, the World Trade Organization, all these things that's trying to make everybody the same, see? Because what is God? If you notice in the Bible, what happened to Tyre of Babel was about the bricks. See, God always made them use stones. Why? No stone is the same. They're individualized, see? Stones were individualized. You made the altars out of stones. Right. What happened when they made bricks? That begins to put things in a mold and make everything the same. See, so what are they trying to do to us? They want everybody to fall in some kind of category. We got to go in some kind of a mold. You're white, you're black, you're Democrat, you're Republican, you're white collar, you're blue collar. So we begin to put them all in these categories. Can, can you see how that's the, the, the developing? See, where with, with God and Christianity, we're all individuals. We all got something different to contribute. We all have our own way that He gave us solely to help other people, to help evangelize. It's all individuality, see. But not with this thing. Everybody's got to be lumped in some kind of box, see. And, and, and so I just got to think about that this morning, you know. And, and to me, that's one of the biggest targets on our back is our belief in God is, is why you see it here so much. So my question is, is the question I guess you can say we have ask every, every, every week. Whose fault is that? Is it people's fault or the, the... It's the Christian's fault. That's just my opinion. It's our fault. Because even now, look at the stuff that our Congress is doing. You hear nobody. I mean, we just passed same-sex marriage that last, night, last week. You heard nobody speak up and say anything. You know, and that's going to the president, so same-sex marriage is going to be legal, and no court now can overturn it because it's voted. I mean, it's actually going to be a law voted on by the Congress. So that's, how, that's how you make laws is through the Congress. See? You ain't heard the news. You ain't heard nobody getting upset. No, We even had, if you want to say, which I think there's good people on both sides and bad people on both sides, but then we had, we had 12 Republican senators went along with the 50 Democrats to vote it in. So it ain't just one party. We all, in, 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 you know, think in the same way when, you know, when you get 12 people that consider themselves morally and Christian and, and, and all that, you know, then, then they vote the other way. And they, but we're going to see a lot about that when we get to this chapter about that, that demonic spirit that settled over Washington. We're going, we're going to see a lot about why good people go up there and, and, and turn crazy. You notice that? They go, they, they, they down here and they, and they, talk one way, then they get up there and all of a sudden they go to voting and talking the other way. Isn't there? Alright. The house of the spirits. Go to Matthew chapter 12. Oh, and our quote for the week is, I think somebody's already wrote it down. If you live this life with God, this is without... I should have said without. Well, I was wondering. I put out up there, but I 
Yeah, well, I, I think you don't mind. Where's my mom? I, I, like, I was trying to sound it out over him, but I couldn't get it. Well, Oh, we just yeah. Without it, where the pins are for the most part. If you live this life with God, this is the closest you'll ever be to hell. That's right. Yeah. If you live this life apart from Christ, this is the closest you'll be to heaven. Yeah, it's it's, it's right. It's right. Oh, I got you now. I, I done put out of here. You just need to sit up here and be quiet. You're confusing everything. Thank you, Miss Joy, for helping her out. We understand that you're not an English teacher. <laughs> He's going to talk about this parable in Matthew. I'll read this first paragraph. Um, and then we'll only read this out of the Bible because he only gives us one verse here. It says, The final puzzle piece lies in the anxious passage recorded in the New Testament. The words of Jesus given to his disciples, a parable within which a revelation of profound, massive, prophetic ramifications for the modern world in our day. And he's, as we're going to read this in, in this chapter, he's right. When I've always read this, I, I, I have read it as a demon-possessed person. But he's using this person as an example because this whole chapter, he's talking about the generation, not a person. Let's start in, in, in verse 41. It says, uh, Matthew 12, 41. Says the men of Nineveh shall rise in judgment with this see, generation. He's talking about the generation, and shall condemn it because they repented at the preaching of Jonas. And behold, a greater than Jonah is here. The queen of the south shall rise up in judgment with this generation. So he's talking about the generation of people, not a person, and shall condemn it, for she shall. For she came from the uttermost parts of the earth to hear the wisdom of Solomon, and behold, a greater than Solomon is here. All right, now he's going to use this example of a person, but he's talking about the generation. It says, When the unclean spirit is gone out of a man, he, the unclean spirit, walketh through dry places, seeking rest and finding none. Then he saith, I will return into my house from whence I came out, and when he is come, he findeth it empty, swept, and garnished. Now, that word empty in the, in, in the Greek means unoccupied or vacant. So he, th this evil spirit came back and found that there was no, no occupying spirit in, in, in our country, talking about the United States, anymore because we seen last week where Christianity drove out all of these mythic gods, these deities, these 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 demonic powers, and and so when we begin to leave that that void or that house unoccupied, we took God out of it, then that left the vacuum for 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 them to to come in. It says emptied or unoccupied and vacant, swept and garnished. That word garnished means ready for occupancy. It's ready to go. Just move in. It's already furnished. Then he goeth and taketh with himself seven other spirits more wicked than himself. And they enter in and dwell there. And the last state of the man is worse than the first. Even so shall, even so shall it be also with this wicked generation. So we see here he is talking about the times that, that the prophecy of when we lived and when they lived and not so much a, a person. All right, page 24. I'm going, I'm going to read these next two or three paragraphs here to 
to set the tone. He talks about this, this parable, and he explains it much better than I could. The key comes in the last words of the parable. After stating that the last state of the man is worse than the first, Jesus adds, so shall it be with this wicked generation. Thus, the parable is not about an individual possession, but collective or mass possession, the possession of a generation, a culture, or a, or a citizen, civilization. But I want to change that word from possession a little bit. There, there, there's, there's more than one thing that, that, that goes on with, with, with demonic spirits. It's not so much possession as it is oppression. See, uh, what what is uh, a oppression is is not a, is not possessed. He's not inside you. He's on the outside. See, oppressing, making hard circumstances for you, making things try to work against you. So there there are far more demonic. Spirits that are the job of oppression than they are possession, see? And, and I think you got to take into consideration when you see this nation that these spirits are trying to oppress this nation. How? By changing our values, by changing our morals, changing what used to be right is now wrong, see? The way it used to be now, you know, and, and you see all this, everything is upside down, see? And, it's, it's, and, and, and what happens, see, when... when you have two things. When you have God, you automatically have the blessing. All right? But when Satan's in control, you automatically have the curse. See? The, the, the blessing means what? Empowered to prosper. See? The curse means this opposite. Empowered to fail. See? So all the, when this oppressive spirit is around, everything government tries to do, everything these businesses try to do, ends up as an epic fail instead of an epic success, see? You know, I heard this guy say this one time. I said it many times. It makes sense. It, it, if it's stupid and don't work, usually the government did it. <laughs> I mean, you know? Well, then when you think about oppression, you know, how, how it throws that, that curse in there and, and makes things work against you, then, then the last 10 or 15 years in this nation, we can begin to see that. I mean, who would have ever thought that we would have a supply chain shortage? You know, I mean, at all the history of this nation, 200 something years, you've never seen people not have toilet paper or have Clorox or have gas or have diesel. See, then all of a sudden we're so smart that we can't even figure out how to how to how to do it anymore. See, that that oppressive, that confusing spirit. See, and see when it, when there's confusion, see, then, then then nobody gets on the same page. It, I got an idea, you got an idea, but confusion causes us, instead of trying to come together and mend those ideas, causes us to push apart. It's kind of like you've tried to put, when you were young, you've tried to put, put two positive ends of the magnet together. How they push apart, push apart, push apart. That's what this oppressive, confusing spirit does. Instead of, you turn them around though, what they do, they stick together, right? Huh? And that's how it had always been, see? Both sides of Congress, you know, we would come together and we would work out the differences for what was best for the American people. See, now it's not like that. It's what's best in the mind of, of, of the ruling class, and then they try to push it or oppress the people with it. You see, do you see, see the difference in where, where we've been and where, where we're at? Okay. 
The parable's immediate application appears to be the generation that lived in the first century Judea. But the principles revealed in the parable extend far beyond the age and the borders of that nation. They apply to Western civilization as a whole and span the entire age into the modern world. How so? 2,000 years ago, the Roman Empire and Western civilization comprised of house of spirits, a civilization possessed of gods and spirits. But into that house came the word of God, the spirit of God, the gospels. Western civilization was thus set free from the spirits and became, as in the parable, a house set in order, a civilization cleansed. So then what happened to the principalities? The parable answers that. The spirits still exist, but now they dwell outside the house. So in the case of Western civilization, the spirits that once possessed it still existed, but then they dwelled outside the borders of that civilization. They roamed the dry places, the desolate places. They dwelled in the shadows and dwelled in exile. You know, I, I, I was trying to, to look this up and try to find something about it. It, it seems to me that all of those spirits went down through the continent of Africa, uh, South America. If you look, you know, that, that was the places where, 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 where the northern hemisphere was trying to become more civilized. Those are the ones that went more barbaric and, and, and you see all the Mayan ruins and all that stuff down down through there where they, they, they sacrificed people and children and and... And, and I, like I said, I don't have anything to back it up other than just the thought process. But, it, but they went somewhere. I mean, because that's what the scripture says. So they had to go somewhere. And, and I'm not condemning those, those countries. I'm just saying you just look at how they have have lived. You know, uh, since civilization started, and how a lot of them still live live today. Return of the spirits. The spirit in the parable finds no rest. So it seeks to return to its house to repossess it. When Jesus was about to cast the spirits out of the possessed man, known as the demoniac, it recorded that the spirits pleaded with him to be cast into a nearby herd of pigs. Spirits are parasitic. They need a host to possess. Thus the spirits cast out of Western civilization, if they find no rest, if they find no comparable civilization to possess, they will seek to return to what they believe in their house. I, I, I didn't get around to it, but you know, I wanted to look it up and see the differences. And some of these people that Jesus dealt with that he cast the spirits out of, he told the spirit to go and not to return and not to come back. But sometimes he didn't. And I, I wanted to look at, find those scriptures and see which one of them maybe the translator added some of that and it wasn't in the original text and how much did, did Jesus really say that uh, because you know, he says he only said what his father said and he only did what he saw his father do so if he said never returned then that must have been something that that come from God but why that one and why not another one but then of course if you look at the pool of Bethesda there's thousands of people there and Jesus only healed one he didn't heal all the mother just that one so anybody thought that was interesting I didn't have time to to, to re Angie says I can't study for, for my mind wondering. But I just have all these questions I like answers to. So the question must be asked, how could the spirit return to the house from which it had been disposed? The empty house. 
It can only do so if the house become unoccupied, empty, and the door left open. The parable continues, and he, and when he comes, he finds it empty or unoccupied, vacant, swept, and put in order. The house is clean and set in order of its initial deliverance, and yet the implication is that no one is now living there. The house was left empty, thus it is open to being reoccupied. I want to uh, skip on down to the darker state. I want to read this paragraph, and then I, then I, I got some research to, to share with you here. Therein lies the warning. The house that is cleansed and put in order but remains empty will be repossessed. And if it should be repossessed, it will end up in a worse state than it had ever been cleansed. What happens if we apply this to an entire civilization? It would translate to this. This is his translation of this verse. Should a culture, a society, a nation, or civilization be cleansed, exercised of gods and spirits, but then remain or become empty, it will be repossessed by the gods and spirits that once possessed it and more. It will end up in a far worse state than if it had ever been cleansed or exercised at all. It will, according to the parable, end up many times more possessed than before. So we see here, when you read that, I thought about this. Most of these people that are causing all these issues really don't understand. I wonder what would happen if, 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 if that veil could be pulled back and, and they could really see this, this, this spiritual activity that, that, that's going on. I don't know what y'all, but just reading this book has just opened my eyes so much to really see what's going on and what's behind it and and, and, and what's causing it. But so many people are, uh, what, what do you say, blind following the blind. You know, a lot of these people don't even know why they believe what they believe. They just believe it. You know, they can't, they, I, I, I see this guy on the phone, that's why he's, he, he goes out, he's a reporter, but he goes out and he asks simple questions to people and, and, and to see if they answer it. Like, you know, who's the current president of the United States? But he asked this, you know, they call them snowflakes. He asked this girl this week, what country was the Vietnam War fought in? <coughs> she had no idea. Just, I, I, I don't know. I mean, you know? And, and, and these are the people, though, that's running our corporations, our universities, our school. You know, what country was the Vietnam War fought in? You know? Did the, she might even know the Vietnam's a country. I, 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 don't, I, don't, I don't know. Are you talking about the things that the house and all that? Is that a metaphor for really talking about houses and all that? It's talking about spiritual containers. So, you know, basically, if you go through all the getting rid of the demons and exorcism and all that, or whatever, if you pray, if you don't, if you're not searching and seeking to put another... Did y'all find my marker anywhere? If that you don't, if you don't replace that spiritual force, basically the someone's coming back. That's right. Who got the bucket of pins? Got my marker. Just, you just throw me the marker. So if you hell before you, you, you're the worst man out. 
but even people who's not necessarily in church, I know this lady, and she believes in God and everything, but she doesn't really go to church. She's like, the other day she said, it was evil when I was growing up, but it just seems so much more evil now. And even, I mean, they can notice it, you know. Bible talks about powers, principalities, rulers of darkness. So you got those that start with the individual. See, then this is the earth. You got the individuals in the earth, and then you've got these rulers in the heavenlies, the atmospheric conditions. See, and they remember. You know, with Daniel, we talked about the, the, you know, the prince of Persia. You know, it talks about the prince of Greece. You know, fought him and wouldn't let that angel come through with the answer. See, the, that occupation, you got those, those those demonic spirits that occupy around mm -hmm. us. Then you got those that occupy areas around the world, around the country that that, that set up shop. And they rule the these these places in the heavenlies, see, from that demonic oppression, see, and, and we, we know about that Persian, you know, it's, it's modern day day Greece, you know, we know that that, that spirit resides there, and if you look around, you, you see a lot of this stuff: Norway, Sweden, Germany, where, where, where this prince of Persia re, resides. Most of these things. You know Hitler, Stalin, all those people have come out of 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 that area of that occupying spirit. Uh, you know, and so we have to remember. And just like Mark said, it's, it's, it goes from the highest level because these were angelic beings, right? And angelic beings have rank, just just like we have in 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 the military. These angel, you know, so all these were were good ranking, good, good angels before they were cast down, and their counterpart. Is on our side, you know, the angels, you know, we each have individual angels, you know. And then you have the, the angels that, 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 that call the war class of angels. You have all these different classes of angels, this rank and file, on both sides now, see. But the difference in the Old Testament New Testament is because Jesus hadn't come yet and because what Adam done, then all these satanic, they had legal right in this earth. But when Jesus come and conquered death, hell, and the grave and took these spirits captive, see, they only now have the control that we allow them to have. And that's why the, the, the Christian and the church bear so much responsibility because we're the ones that vacated the house and left it empty. One Christian, what does it say? Put a thousand to fly. Two to put ten thousand, see? So if, if I'm right, a while ago, over some four billion of us that should not be a demonic oppression or possessed spirit that could even get a foothold anywhere. If we're standing up for what our true right is and, and, and the spiritual power that we have. See? So just like every one of us <clears throat> have, a, have that angel that's our protection, you need to learn how to use that angel. You also got that opposing force that's trying to take you down. Each individual has that opposing force assigned to them by the devil also. See, So what he may... So that a force that opposes me may tempt me in a way that wouldn't be a temptation to you. See? 
or vice versa. See, because we all think different, act different. We're all stronger in some areas than other areas. So we're not all tempted in the same place or in the same way. See, he, they study us and know what our weaknesses are, our vulnerabilities are. And just like, a, you know, just like the, the military would do, what are they going to attack? Those weaknesses, those vulnerabilities, see. And it's the same, it's the same thing, see, in, in the spirit world because whatever's happening in the natural is a reflection of what's already happening in the spirit, see. If something happens to you in the natural, it's already happened in the spirit, and that spirit is what allowed it to, to happen in the natural, see. Everything is spiritual first. Because that's what we are. We are spiritual beings. We're not fleshly beings. See, so it all happens in the spiritual realm first, and then filters down into the to the natural realm. But you have to remember that you know that you know that those opposing powers have rank and file. See, and every area has 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 all of them. See, and then different areas probably have more assigned depending on on the need for the like, like you know I, it'd probably be hard to know how many was assigned to Washington DC because you got to get it there first before you can get it down to us <coughs> and the courts of the you know and, and the courts and things like that <coughs> okay anybody else the door to repossession in the case of western civilization how would it happen how would the spirits re-enter the house from which they were cast out? How would the gods return? I just had a thought. Me and this guy were talking Friday about taking taking the, the you know the Bible out and all of that. And anybody in the South probably would be wise to this. You know, he just give the example. You know, here in the South, the mark of the beast could not be six six six. Nobody would nobody would fall for that. Right? I mean, you won't even have a tag number 666. All right? But if you go, go to these liberal cities and liberal places where, where God's been taken out, just like they did with the Vietnam War, they'd probably take it all day long because they, they, don't, they don't know what, they haven't been taught what the Bible says. They don't know what the Bible says. See, and, and when you remove that safeguard, then, then you're open to anything. See? How many people would probably, if you ask them, what is, what is the mark of the beast? What, do you know what 666 is? Probably. I said 30, maybe half this nation don't even know anymore what it is. We, we had a discussion. That the, 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 the guy's son is a freshman in college. I, I won't call the school. Uh, he's a Christian boy, but he is, I mean, they are hammering him. They are hammering him up there, uh, you know, for what, for what he believes and what he, what he stands for and and it, the conversation come back because the dad was telling him, "Say, look, you never, never, ever apologize for what you believe. You don't, don't back down. You don't apologize for what you believe. You know. And and but when you got ninety nine on one, you know, it's it, it, it's hard for an eighteen year old to, to to stand when you got all of that getting thrown in their face, and and then you got professors and all all that making fun of them. And that ninety nine, that strong personality, that ninety nine that won't quit until until you." you. Mm -hmm. I mean, you just burn a lot of time. You run out of time, or uh, take so, yeah. but, but but like you said, bringing him home is the wrong thing. That's right. Because he needs the education to, to to be able to to do what he wants to do in life. You know, to to, to turn tail and bring him home is not really protecting him. You know, teach him how to stand. Now, yeah. he's, he's going to go. If, if, if this boy can be successful in this, it's going to take him far. 
further than mom and dad stepping in trying to protect him. By knowing how to hound that, it'll take much more than the education he's going to get anyway. Because yeah, he don't deal with the fight now, he's going to have to deal with it when he gets his job. It's going to come back to him. I mean, these spirits are not going to quit. That 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 fight's going to come back to him somewhere, to he, to he all of us, until you win it. In the scriptural accounts of exorcism, the spirits are cast out by the word and the power of God and in the name and the authority of Jesus. When the Roman Empire and Western civilizations were developed from the spirits and gods, it happened the same way, by the word and the power of God, by the name and the authority of Jesus. Therefore, how could the spirits and gods return to Western civilization? Only one way. If that civilization should ever turn away from God. His word from the gospel, from Christianity and from Jesus. If it should do so, then that which drove out the spirits will no longer be present to protect it against their return. And this is where I, want to, uh, I started talking about earlier. You know, that as I was looking at this, uh, this is how I saw it happening so fast is that they, they, they went after our, our moral values. Right? They went after our morality. Uh, you know, they went after the family core. You know, we got, we got you know, sections of our population now, or third and fourth generation, with, 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 without a family unit to look at, see? And so they just continue to, to spiral downhill without that family unit to, to look at. See, and, and I don't want to get ahead of myself. We, we probably won't get into it next week, but we want to see some of this stuff. Y'all heard of Bohemians, right? And they've got a popular song, Bohemity Raspity. I don't, I don't know. I, don't ever, I ain't never heard it. I heard about it, but I ain't never heard it. But, you know, for Bohemians, we get the hippies. And we're going to dig into that. Uh, we're going to have time this week. We're going to dig into that uh, in, the, in the next few weeks about how that was one of the major turning points in, in, in how people looked at the moral values that, that had, had founded this nation. It, it, it all started in, in that, but it had a root that started before that that, that, that brought about the hippie movement. But we won't get into to all that this morning. Pre-Christian versus post-Christian. And what would happen then? According to the parable, the repossessed house will end up far worse than at the beginning. So we're going to end up far worse than Sodom and Gomorrah, Roman Empire, the Vikings. Is anybody you can you can put in there? And, and like we said many times since we've been studying this, we're not going to stop this. So so you, your wasted effort is fighting against it. Your effort's got to be how direction from the Lord how to me and my family thrive all the way through because He promised us success and blessing and prosperity all the way through whatever circumstances are because we don't we're not supposed to live by what this earth dictates to us because Satan is the God of this earth. We're supposed to live by what the Bible tells us is possible for us, see? And, and that has to be our direction as Christians. <clears throat> or how do I walk through this and take as many people with me as I can? Because that's the objective is to take as many people with us. That's the whole thing is about where we spend eternity. When you boil it down to a nutshell, that's this whole fight is about where everybody's going to spend eternity. You know? and, and, and I say this from the prison. Most people never thought about that they're going to live forever. They only associate it with Christianity. 
if I'm saved, I'm going to live. But you're going to live forever. It's just a matter of where you're going to live at, you know. But, but most people have, haven't even had that thought that, that they are spiritual beings and I'm going to live forever, you know. You just got to decide. And, and, you, and you think about it, and we've we had an in-depth study on this too, you know, whatever eons, billions, trillions, zillions of years, whatever eternity is, we don't put much weight on that. We put all the weight on this 70, 80 years that we're here. And it's the smallest part. In heaven's time, it's about 2.4 hours is all you want on earth. You know, so if I told you, you, you tell me, I can do anything for 2.4 hours. You know, I, I can handle it for, for that, but, but we don't think of it in them terms. See, we think of it in, in man-made days and weeks and years and months. And, see, but really, 2.4 hours, heaven time is all we're here and all he's asking us to do in that 2.4 hours is to acknowledge Him in our life so we can live eternity with Him. That's the, that's the, the bottom line requirement. But then the second requirement is for us to try to take as many people with us as we can. See? That's really the only two things in, in, in life that should be important to us. Because if we focus on that, then His Word promises us He'll take care of everything else. We won't have to worry about getting our bills paid. We won't have to worry about... If our young is going to get crazier than they already are, and we don't, you know, all that falls back under his domain when we follow the commandments. Everybody in the Bible, ever got in trouble, got in trouble by getting outside the commandment. And we only have two commandments: love the Lord with all your heart, all your soul, all your mind, all your strength. Love your neighbor as yourself. We live in them, then the rest falls under his category. All right. A pre-Christian civilization... Where are we at, Mark? One minute. We can finish this chapter, can't we? We actually make it more time in this book than we did our old book, haven't we? <laughs> a pre-Christian civilization may produce a Caligula... Or his, he was, that's his nickname. He was Julius Caesar. If I say Julius Caesar, you know what I'm talking about. Or Nero. But a post-Christian civilization will produce a Stalin or a Hitler. A pre-Christian society may give birth to barbarity, but a post-Christian society will give birth to even darker offspring. Fascism, communism, Nazism. A pre-Christian nation may erect an altar of human sacrifice, but a post-Christian nation will build a osseus. So you see here what he's saying is it gets worse and worse when we let these spirits back. Alright, well y'all have a good weekend. We'll pick up with the dark trinity. TikTok, they'll stick that, put that stuff down there and it pulls it out. So I'm like, that jelly stuff. I don't want to do it. I'll watch you. I'll just cut mine off and dig it out with a staple. You use a wireless charger or a paper clip? I just want to put it off. You don't cut it off and you get a new phone. You saying that's good or bad or not good? I really don't know. Because mine.
I used a wireless charger. I tried to use a regular charger yeah. last night. Mm -hmm. It wasn't too small. It was dead. <laughs> Yeah. Oh, I need a cup. Oh.